Warhorse uh, just this this past weekend. How many of y'all have seen Warhorse? Okay, well I'll try not to be a spoiler for uh, for most of it, but it is the the Steven Spielberg movie about uh, a young man and his horse, and uh, just this story of them getting separated. I'm trying not to go into too many details here to to ruin it for you, but uh, it's just a powerful story, not only of uh, horses and the uh, story of the, just ha- the terrible aspects of war, uh, but about love and God's love for us and how God comes to us. There's just so much that we can pull out of that particular movie. But it's one of those that uh, I would, would say is epic. You know, we talk about these epic movies or these great grand movies that end up being classics. And I do believe that War Horse will be one of those, uh, that it will continue on to be something that, that we talk about um, that we pull sermon illustrations from. I mean, I can milk this for years and years to come. Uh, it'll be something that stays in our minds. And there are a few movies like that. If I had time, if we had time this morning, I'd go around and ask you what your favorite movie is or what movie has uh, most deeply affected you in your life. And we'd all have different ones. Some of them would be comedies, uh, hopefully not any romantic comedies. Uh, those are all pretty cheesy, but uh, probably some kind of drama or something that you would refer to to say, wow, when I saw that movie, it really grabbed my attention. And uh, it, did you say Simpsons? Uh, grabbed my attention and really got to me and it changed my life. Well, one movie that I, uh, I saw, uh, I guess this came out in 1989, uh, Dead Poet Society. Uh, you probably remember one of those phrases that was said uh, throughout the movie. It was, oh, captain, my captain. And uh, there is significance to that. Another phrase would be what? Carpe diem. That is one of those that everybody was talking about afterwards. And I remember all of my teachers in school tried to pull that one on us. And, you know, carpe diem. And keep going on and, and uh, realize that you need to seize this moment that you are in. Uh, I want to show a little clip here from this. Uh, this was Robin Williams playing the, uh, the teacher in this uh, there at the boarding school, John Keating. So uh, here is uh, just a little clip from that. And that's Jesus.
It's an inspiring movie. It's one of those that will stay with you. And, and I remember watching it thinking, I cannot relate to this at all. I, I was uh, not in a boarding school. I certainly didn't uh, have the background that these guys had. But what really got to me was the, the way that this teacher was able to make a difference in the lives of, of these uh, young men, especially as he was the poetry teacher. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was going through school, I ran from poetry. I did finally figure out how to do a haiku, uh, and I did one. And uh, that was about all that I could do. And since I, I've gotten a little bit older, I've learned to appreciate poetry uh, much more. But for these guys to be able to, to sit there in class and to be inspired, to be engaged by the words of a Walt Whitman or uh, other poets in that classroom uh, is remarkable. And that is what this teacher was able to do. And there are other movies like Stand and Deliver or Mr. Holland's Opus. There's a, a long list of movies that are about teachers and the difference that teachers make in the lives of other people. Probably right now you can think of someone in your life, a teacher from from long ago, or maybe not that long ago, who has really made a difference. You're here, perhaps, because of that teacher. We think about what uh, Ms. Dewana does and, and what Ms. Evelyn do over in the Lighthouse program and how they love to teach, and there's a, a passion for that. But we all have teachers that are favorites of ours like that. Throughout the years, I find myself affected most by this character that Robin Williams plays, and he did it so well. What and, and how this teacher teaches to his students is more than remarkable. This is one of those teachers who just has a way about them. And, and you know, in the hallways, uh, as you're registering for classes, as you're uh, in the summertime talking about what teacher you might be getting, uh, their teachers have reputations. And some teachers you know just have that way about them. Those are the teachers you want. And then there are those teachers that you try to get out, you get out of their classes, you do everything you can to switch to another teacher because you know they have another way about them, one that does not connect with you. But the teachers who have a way of taking you to a whole new place in life, those are the ones that stand out. We are presented with an even greater teacher in Mark's gospel this morning. Mark, this one that we talked about, this guy who was writing... Uh, this gospel, as he was putting these words down, he wrote about a teacher that everyone was talking about and who was making a lasting impact, not only on his students, but on anyone who heard him speak. You can just imagine Jesus walking through your village. He is walking down the street that you live on and he is stopping and he is teaching. His disciples are behind him walking along as he is uh, casting out great principles and truths and wisdom. And the people that are standing around listening, they're affected as well. Mark described how Jesus went to Capernaum. And as he walks into this synagogue, he began to teach. As he did so, the people were astounded, as Mark says, uh, for he was one who had authority. I mean, this was not like any other teacher. Mark was painting a picture of his style. One that was new, one that was fresh. I love the way that Robin Williams would stand up on the desk and he would teach them in a whole new way, or he, uh, not to be recommended, he would take, ask them to rip pages out of their book because that was not the way to learn poetry. He had a new and a fresh way of teaching them. One that was so unlike the scribes. The scribes are those who would keep up with the law. They Remember the law is the first five books of your Bible there, and they would keep up with this, and they would keep up with everything that people in their religion needed to know, and they would also teach. The scribes had a practice of reading the law 
And then they would, instead of giving their own opinion, would provide commentary from other people. They had volumes of what other people thought about it, and they would go through that. And if we read between the lines of Mark's gospel here, what we really hear him saying is that these guys were boring. They were terrible teachers. They were like the robotic, monotone teacher that you had in school. You remember that one? As uh, we see in Charlie Brown, it is wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. And, uh, you know, they can take something like the Civil War and make it civil or make it boring or describe the great events and the great people of history uh, without any inflection in their voices at all. These scribes were just reading through the law. They were just going through what people had said before. And these scribes never took a position of their own. And they never seemed to be touched by the spirit of the one who provided these words, who breathed them into being. While the people of Capernaum were deeply moved by the teaching of Jesus, the man with an unclean spirit was impacted the most. And, and that is one of those, this is one of those stories that is great on film. And if you look at some of the Jesus films and the films about Jesus, there's always such drama that's here. And I remember having an audio version of the Bible a couple of years ago that I was listening to. And uh, as I was listening to these words, uh, I kept uh, hearing the voices shift, the different kinds of demons that they would represent in there. I remember saying that uh, Jay Greenleaf listened to the whole volume, I think on his, his way to Dallas one time, and uh, he, was, he was excited about this audio. I remember telling him, that, Jay, that sounds like you uh, in the background. Uh, but when this, uh, when this man and his demons intersected with Jesus in the synagogue that day, it was then that the authority of this teacher was truly experienced the most. It was one thing that Jesus could teach from God's Word with such authority. He could pick up a scroll and begin to teach from it. But it was quite another that He could express it so tangibly and so specifically to the point of this man's greatest need. He is going through all kinds of inner turmoil. People are laughing at Him. People are pushing Him aside as He's there in the synagogue because He's such a great distraction. Hearing the man give voice to the demons of his life. He says, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? And you can just kind of put that voice in there and think about the screeching that is there. Have you come to destroy us? I know that you are the Holy One of God. Now that was something to see. That was real teaching. Authority. And the scribes from then on seemed so impotent. It is no wonder as Mark reported, that Jesus' fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Jesus became famous. The word Jesus became famous. People were talking about it in the marketplaces and in their homes as they were gathered around meals and as they would go to the synagogue. Everybody was talking about this Jesus all throughout Galilee. When a teacher like this comes along, everyone wants to check him out, to become a student perhaps. The inherent and sometimes dormant desire that we all have to learn is sparked by the fire of a teacher who knows his or her stuff, who teaches with authority. All of a sudden, what seemed boring and difficult is now exciting and clear. I had to go through like three algebra teachers before I ever, got one, or ever had one that really could explain it to me and get me excited about algebra. And that waned pretty quickly afterwards. People are... Uh, so transformed by the teacher's teaching that they can't wait to get back home and to tell their family and friends about what they've learned. The family and friends, they see the transformation long 
before the news is told of this new kind of teacher. People can just tell something, someone has gotten a hold of these people. And the fame spreads about such teaching. There is a, a, a website, and Jack, if you'll flip over to it. I found this this past week. Uh, Dear great teachers, thanks for teaching us. And this is a, a website, thanks for teaching, uh, us. And you can go on here and see all kinds of letters that people have written to their, their teachers. Uh, Samantha, maybe there's, there's one on here to you. Uh, Dear Dr. Kimball. Now, this is kind of weird, but I, I, it's on there nonetheless. Thanks for being the crazy Portuguese drama teacher who not only taught us about acting but appropriate underwear. Uh, that one's just really random. <laughs> I mean, first of all, what is Portuguese drama? But you inspired me to become a teacher just like you, to make a difference in the lives of my students. I'm about to graduate with a Master of Arts in teaching because of your encouragement and support. Mrs. Bryant, thanks for being the most influential teacher I've had in high school. Thank you for pushing me and challenging me and always being genuine with us. Thank you for being an amazing academic team coach and making me feel worth something. You inspired me to want to keep fighting. There are all kinds of thank you letters and things that are on this page. And if you look on YouTube, there's a whole channel of thank yous to teachers. And we've all heard these stories. And we all know that we have gratitude for the teachers that stand out to us the most. Those who transform us. As we hear this story of Jesus the teacher, we can wonder how we, we can wonder how we would ever make it without Jesus being in our lives. Hasn't Jesus affected you in this way? Isn't this your story as well? There are many teachers that we could encounter in life, especially in our formative years. Some we remember well. Others, they tend to fade from our memory. We have teachers at school, in sports, in hobbies. I mean, you can flip on the TV and, and have a teacher uh, walk you through how to, to cook a specific dish on the cooking network. Or you can find all kinds of things that you want to learn on, on various how-to sites. We also have teachers in religion and in faith and in every other area of our lives. Uh, we even have our heroes and the truths that they teach us with their uh, heroism. But these teachers come short of instructing us at our core. We are always on the lookout for a better way to lose weight, to swing a golf club, to dress, to impress, to manage our money, to control our addictions, even to find true love. We struggle to find what it is that is going to instruct us. And then comes along Jesus one day, walking right into our lives. We have heard of Him before, and we are familiar with His reputation. But nothing compares with what happens when we hear Him teach for the first time. Nothing compares with the connection that He makes with you as you become the student in the crowd. Dropping the doodling that you've been doing in the class of life. And attaching yourself to every word coming out of the mouth of this Jesus. You no longer count the minutes until class ends, but you're now sitting on the edge of your seat, fully immersed in the stories that He is teaching and deeply challenged by the surprising reversals and the, the twists that are there at the end of each lesson. Like the prodigal son, as Jesus tells that story and as you hear it in your own uh, language and in your own context about a son who gets really mad at his father, takes his money, his inheritance, and basically says to his dad that you're dead and he goes away and spends it on all kinds of terrible things and then comes back home and begs for forgiveness to find that his father is running down the road to greet him, to hug him, and to embrace him and to say, you are forgiven. 
The twists that come into our lives in these stories of Jesus, they challenge us and they transform us. And you are astounded as you hear them. Aren't you? And it's not just the words of Jesus that you're hearing that impact you. It is the authority of this teacher. He really seems to know what he's talking about. He doesn't just describe love for neighbor or enemy. His actions back up his words, don't they? When he points to something you know isn't right in your life, you don't mind the point. Because he seems to understand you like no other teacher. When he teaches about turning the other cheek, you at first think that he is a coward but soon see in Him that He knows how to do cheek turning in a way that provides complete victory and shame over His opponent. When He gives a lesson on self-sacrificing love for your neighbor, you see Him hanging on the cross. And you know that He never teaches anything that He doesn't live out. And children, as you look in your Bible and you hear the words of Jesus, you can know that He lived every one of them. He died every one of them. When He addresses the demons of our lives, and by the way, we all have our own demons, don't we? And as He addresses the demons of our lives, they are no match for Him. Whatever it is that's going on inside of you, whatever problems, whatever challenges are in your life, they are no match for the authority of Jesus as He teaches. The problems of our minds, of our bodies, of our souls, they are absolutely no match. He calls them out. And He radically changes our lives. We are amazed by this One who teaches with such authority. Aren't we? If we are astounded at Jesus' teaching and the authority with which He does it, we will inevitably be spreading His fame, just like the people of Capernaum, who just couldn't quit talking about this new kind of teacher who came to town. We can't help but be so changed that the, the people who live next door to us the people who work in the office next to us, the students who go to class with us, the people who sit on the pew by us each week, they just can't help but see the reputation of Jesus in our lives. They will see it and know that we have been in the school of Jesus. They will hear us speaking and, and know that we have been taking notes in the lecture of Jesus. They will see our love for neighbor and even for enemy. And they will discover that we have been hanging around the greatest of lovers. Jesus Himself. They will see us serving in our community. Carrying out our own cross. Carrying our own daily crosses. And they will know who it is that has educated us. At once, the fame of Jesus will be spreading throughout the region of Highland. Won't it? God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the way that it has been taught to us through Jesus.